welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And on this podcast, we really talk about different ways to drive generational change in five main topics, faith, finances, health, marriage, and mindset. We've thrown parenting in there. So I will either coach on a subject, I will have an expert come in and coach on the subject, or we'll just have conversations just in general. And so I really love this topic because I think as mothers, we really just want our like ceiling to be our kids floor, right? Like if we grew up with X that we hated, <laughs> we want to be kind of this, this movement for change. And though there's probably a lot of things in our childhood that were great, hopefully, there are obviously things that we changed. And even if we did have a wonderful childhood, there are still things that we would change or things within us that we struggle with that, you know, maybe we've learned like, oh, this is why I struggle with this. Let me teach my children to do better. And so that is really the main driver behind this podcast. And so I love to have these conversations. This is episode 91. Oh my goodness. We were almost at a hundred. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's hop into today's episode. I'm really excited about recording today because I got like a warm cup of coffee in hand. Um, I'm sitting in my brand new office. I haven't recorded for about a month. We just had our sweet baby girl, Lucy, after four boys. And so I've kind of taken a little bit of maternity leave. I didn't think I would, but I kind of did. So it's been really nice. But anyways, I'm excited to get back here. And today I'm going to talk about a school and kids. So I hate as a mother, and you I'm sure can relate, when everyone is like rushing a million miles an hour, kid can't find their freaking shoes, like, you know, the folder that was apparently in their backpack last night is like gone somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, I swear I put it in there. No, you didn't because it would still be in there if you freaking did. Um, or, you know, whatever. It's just chaos. You like plan to make cereal for breakfast. There's no milk. Or then you plan like, okay, we'll just make some eggs. Well, there's no eggs, <laughs> you know, like it's just one thing after the next. And you're like, okay, well maybe I will, you know, make some, I don't even know what something else. And then there's no bread. And you're like, oh my gosh, here is like an, you know, little baggie of Cheerios out the door. Okay. We're good. You know what I mean? And then it's like, once the hustle and the bustle of the morning, maybe you're like, you know, if you're dropping kids off at daycare or wherever, it's like you're putting them in the seat and two-year-old wants to buckle his own self and it just make you late and you're already late. You're spilling your coffee. Your coffee's cold. Like, oh my gosh. And then finally you either drop them off or you get them all off on the school bus. And if you're anything like me, if that's the kind of morning you have, then I just, am like, washed over with guilt because I'm like, ugh, I do not want to send my kids out into the world like that, like rushed and like I'm yelling and I'm just a crazy person. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just in the moment you're in this like fight or flight and you're just like, let's go because, you know, kids literally couldn't care less about being on time for anything. And so that used to be me. And it's not. Now, listen, I have plenty of mornings where I'm like, where the heck is everyone's crap? What is going on? You know, um, giving them a bag of Cheerios out the door like that absolutely happens. But it is definitely more rare because I've figured out how to not have those kind of mornings. I figured out some systems um, and some things that really, really help to just like calm the mornings. And so as I'm talking through these understands like this is not me every single morning. Also, I will say I'm pretty good about the mornings just in general. It's the nighttime where I'm like, shut up and go to bed. (laughs) Some of you moms are like maybe crazy hectic, like getting out the door in the morning. 
but then at nighttime, you're like, let's read a book and let's do a bubble bath and let's, you know, sweet dreams and let's sing a song and let's, you know, whatever. Uh, that's not me. I'm literally like, get in your bed, shut the door, turn the light off, and I just like walk away. And the second I hear footsteps upstairs, I'm like, get in bed. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't like I am not I need to figure out how to do this for the nighttime routine because by then I'm like done anyways let's move on so as I'm like talking through the things that I do um, know that this is really just like ideal and this is what I strive for and honestly I mean we're about a week and a half into school now and it's been like this every morning so it's working it seems simple enough it's it's um, and I have five kids um, nine is my oldest I have a one-month-old a three, a five, a six, and a nine. And so four of them are in school. And so this has really helped us. So let me, let me just stop rambling and get into it. Okay. So number one, figure out their clothes the day before, the week before, it doesn't matter. So here's what I've done. Um, I have bought, I think I went to Walmart and they are, I bought four bins and they are like these storage bins. They're about, I don't know, four feet high. And they have four kind of large compartments and then two smaller compartments that are just a little bit tinier. They're a little thinner. And so the big compartments, I put their uh, outfits for the week. Okay, so there's four bins. I wish there was five, but Lord knows you can't find everything you want. And so every boy has one. Now, I will say they were probably like 47 bucks each. So I spent almost $200 um, on this, which seems ridiculous. And I really sat for a while like, can I just hodgepodge this together? Like, how can I do this? Um, but it really it really is such a huge help. I'm like, okay, I, this is something that I personally know that I use and I know that it works really freaking well. So anyways, I got all four of them, one of them, one of those storage bins. And what I do is I literally put socks, shirt, uh, shorts, underwear, like everything for the day in those bins. So when I do laundry, instead of just putting like Noah's shirts in a pile and Wesley's shirts in a pile and then Noah's shorts in a pile, I create outfits. And then I, I mean, literally to like down, like I said, down to the socks and underwear. And then I just put an outfit in every bin. Now, side note, I will say that none of my boys are super picky with what they wear. Like I don't have a kid who's like, I want to pick out my clothes. Um, you know, they're just not like that. I know their style. They all really just want to wear like black and red. Like they love like black basketball shorts with some kind of red shirt or black shirt with red shorts. And that's, we got a million of those. And so, cause they all love to wear their Jordans <laughs> shoes that we got from like, you know, I don't even know what some secondhand plays anyways. So they love, that's just kind of the style, just like the sporty look is what they want. And so when I'm doing laundry, I literally create outfits for them instead of just putting things in their drawer. And so I will go through on like a big pile of underwear and I drop one in all 16 bins <laughs> and socks. I put it the same thing, all 16 bins. And the other thing you guys is I have every single pair of socks in my house are for my boys are the same. They're black Under Armour socks that I get off of Amazon. Um, they last really well and they're not actually that expensive. And so all of my boys wear them. It's all their favorite socks they are really comfortable, whatever. So that also helps. I'm not spending time like doing, you know, a million mismatched socks. Um, and actually they have black, they're like high top black under armor. And then they have short, 
ankle white socks, but they're all the same. So it's white ankle socks or black Under Armour long socks. That's all you got. So I just drop socks and underwear in all 16 bins for all four of my boys. And then I create outfits and just put those in there. Okay. And so that literally makes them able to wake up, walk into where these bins are, pull open a drawer and get fully dressed head to toe. And what this does and the goal for this, number one, is so like, you know, they're not trying to pick out an outfit or whatever, but it's really trying to lessen the decision fatigue for myself and my boys. Like they are in school full time, which I knew was going to be an adjustment. If you followed, you know, legacy through motherhood at all, you know that I homeschooled them all last year. And then obviously COVID was the year before. So it's just kind of been crazy. So I knew going back into like the school system and all, you know, it's going to be like tiring (laughs) for them to be gone all day and and the social stuff that's new you know whatever so I wanted to create the least amount of decision fatigue that I possibly could so they get up they pull out a bin they get dressed that's it now uh, you might have noticed at the beginning I talked you know there's four big bins and there's two kind of smaller bins at the top I'll have to post a picture and maybe I'll put a link in my show notes for these so you guys can actually see them And the two smaller bins are for sports. So like, for example, Noah plays football and soccer right now. And so like soccer shorts, shin guards, uh, you know, football jersey, football shorts, whatever, they go in those top two things so that not only are we ready for the week of like, okay, Monday, this is what you're wearing, but we're also ready like, okay, today is Monday and you have football practice. So I need all of your football stuff in one place because Lord have we went through the like they get home or we have a game and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't freaking find my jersey. I can't find my sock. I can't find my cleat. I can't find drives me nuts. Like seriously, I don't know. It's probably some kind of trigger for me. I don't know because it drives me nuts probably more than it should. So I'm like, nope, here's a soccer drawer. Here's your football drawer when you get done, whatever. So anyways, that's what those two other drawers are for. Anyways, this helps so so much to just like the second they're up they pretty much like go pee get dressed and they're like ready within the first three minutes so then I will just say that my oldest gets up at seven his bus comes around 755 or so so he's like totally dressed by like 705 710 so then that leaves us 40 minutes to just have our morning And so during that time, he's kind of coming downstairs and that's when I am creating breakfast, which kind of leads me to my next thing. So um, I kind of started off the year with wanting to do a certain breakfast every day of the week. So like Monday, we're doing, you know, eggs and fruit. Tuesday, we're doing Cheerios. Wednesday, we're doing, you know, waffles and fruit. Thursday, we're doing breakfast sandwiches. I don't know, whatever. So, um, that I kind of wanted to do that, but I also kind of pivoted because I forgot them how much my boys love smoothies. And so we've actually been doing smoothies and protein shakes a lot, um, this first week and a half of school. And it's been so amazing. And I posted about that on my Facebook or Instagram somewhere. And people are asking me for my smoothie recipes and here it is. It ain't nothing fancy. Here is what it is. <laughs> I just put, uh, some orange juice or some almond milk in there. And then I put, um, a, some bananas and then a crap ton of fruit. So like strawberries or blueberries or mangoes or pineapples or whatever the heck you have. And then I pretty much put like a half a box or those little bins you get at, you know, your grocery store of baby kale and it fills up the blender because they can't taste it. 
doesn't have kale doesn't have much of a taste anyways but um you really can't taste it when you put it in there with all the fruit and stuff and then we put some greek yogurt in there to for added protein and then i put some flaxseed and then we just blend it up into you know whatever and uh pour it and they love it and so that's been great also i use Isogenics protein shakes. They're good for ages four and up. And most of my kids really, really love those protein shakes. I don't give them as much as like an adult would, like the actual serving size, but I typically make like probably a 16 to 18 ounce uh, protein shake. And I have all four of my boys just kind of like sip on it and work on it together. So they get about four ounces or something. Um, because if you're anything like me and had kids at home, did they not have 1500 snacks before noon? (laughs) So I'm like, you guys are going to have to last until like noon or one without getting a freaking snack. So you're going to need some protein. So, um, that's the goal. And my goal really, uh, outside of the smoothies is to have hot breakfast, like two to three times a week. Like Cheerios are great. You know, yogurt's great. Quick, whatever is great. But because I've eliminated the time at the beginning where we're not like looking for an outfit and the clothes and trying to decide all of that, it really gives me more time to like cook some eggs or throw some this on or whatever, you know, put some pancakes in the daggone or the waffles in the toaster. So it just helps, I think, to have like a hot breakfast. I don't know. To me, that's important. Um, let's see. So, oh, so what I was saying was if you can come up with some kind of system because I've just went rogue on my system. But if you could come up with some kind of system, like I said, where Monday is eggs and fruit, period. Don't talk to me about what you want. Because I've noticed that if I tell my kids, hey guys, what do you want? You want eggs? You want cereal? Do you want waffles? It's like they all want A, want something different. So then I'm making three different things. B, you know, when I'm like, when they don't want to decide and then I'm finally like, fine, I'm making waffles. No, I wanted eggs. Like what? Well, then you should have told me eggs. Cause I already made the waffle. Anyways, it becomes a whole deal. And so when I just wake up and say, we're having eggs and fruit for breakfast, you know what they say? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't like, you know, make anything that they hate. It's always stuff that they either love or like ish or whatever. But I just say, this is what's for breakfast. And I don't even give them an option. And they're just like, fine. So I'm like, oh, well, this is nice. (laughs) I get to decide what the heck I want to do. So coming up with some kind of schedule. And maybe you do that for like six weeks where you have the eggs and fruit on Monday and the cereal on Tuesday or whatever. And then you kind of mix it up to something different, you know, six weeks in just to, you know, have some variety. But that's been really, really helpful for me just in general. And it helps with grocery shopping. (laughs) (laughs) the same thing week after week after week so um okay other things so backpacks are totally ready by the door I would say but a lot of times they're just in the middle of my kitchen I wish they were by the door we're still working on that but it's usually someplace that they just freaking left it but backpacks are at least ready right like they're packed what needs to be in there is in there we're good to go. In my district, I don't know if this is all districts across the U.S., um, but our district is providing free hot lunch for all of the kids all year, so I don't have to worry about lunch, and I would not even be able to give you advice on that anyways because I suck at lunches. So that is a blessing that our district is providing that. Um, Okay, so let's wrap up, you guys, with homework. So Two of my kids kind of have homework, third grade and first grade. My third grader definitely has homework. It's very minimal still, which is fine. But what I have them do, and this would be different for all of you guys, and just so you know, I'm a teacher, 
by trade. <laughs> if you don't know who I am, I'm a special education teacher by trade. I'm certified kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, I've taught high school for the most part. But anyways, so, you know, this homeschool or not homeschool, this homework that's bring, being brought home is great. And so I know that different kids uh, need different things when they get home. And so for my children, it's best when my kid walks through the door and um, we, I get him a snack. I kind of usually already have a snack kind of ready for him because he's like ready to eat right when he gets home. And so I, you know, have some stuff out for him and I go through his folder right then and there. So I'm not forgetting about it <laughs> and being the mom that has like the whole, you know, 15,000 papers in the, you know, take home or whatever side of his folder. And I go through it and I ask him not necessarily how was your day? What did you learn? But I read, I saw this somewhere on Instagram, and if anybody knows this, tag me and let me know who this was. I think it might have just been on a random reel, so I can't take credit for these questions. But they, a reel was saying, a mom that was on there was saying, I don't ask these questions, this is what I ask. And this, these were the types of questions. Not, hey, what'd you do at school today? How was your day? But instead, things like, who did you sit with at lunch today? Who are you sitting by in class? Did you have any conversations that were really whatever today? You know, like something that isn't like putting them on the spot. Like, oh my God, what did I learn? <laughs> Just something like really simple. Who did you sit next to like during class today? Did you enjoy, you know, I don't know, art today or whatever? Just a little bit different questions. You can Google all kinds of different things like that. I'm sure there's a million accounts that help with that kind of stuff. Just to like, you want to talk to your kid, you know, once they get home from school, but you also don't want to stress them out where they're like, oh my God, <laughs> quit asking me questions. I just got home from school, you know? Anyways, so I will say though, we have like a really quick conversation and sometimes it's enough to just say, hey, I missed you today. I'm glad you're home. And then shut it. <laughs> We're done talking, okay? And then I just let him eat his food, kind of like process the day without me, you know, asking a million questions and I get his homework out. And right then and there, we work for like 10 minutes. Like all I want is 10 focused minutes if it can happen. If they're like really kind of in a mood or whatever, I don't push this. But if they get home and they're just like in a good mood and they're just like eating their food, I'm like, hey, let's work on 10 minutes of math and then we can be done. This does two things. Number one, it kind of gets some of the work out of the way. And so we have, I mean, with our four boys, goodness, we have a million sports practices in the evening. So we're like, go, 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 go. And so what that does is that 10 minutes of focused time when it's kind of just him because his brothers are still in school, still napping, whatever, um, it gets a little bit of that done so that in the evening when we get back from sports and we're done with showers and stuff, you know, there's only a little bit left to do, if any, because a lot of his stuff at third grade is like, hey, this is due on Friday and they send it home on Monday. So I really just kind of gauge how they're feeling like, okay. Can we go 10 minutes here? Can we can we do a 10 minute spot here? Like, what does that look like? Um, and so that's really helpful for me. But definitely make sure your kids are eating when they get home from school. Another thing is that our reading 20 minutes a night. So let me just tell you from a teacher, mama, reading specialist, um, intervention specialist. I am a special education teacher. 20 minutes a day, you guys, that is the golden number. That is the golden number. If you have a struggling reader, 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, we will um, track these on like a calendar, like literally, I mean, you could be as simple as printing out a calendar on like Google Docs or whatever it is, Microsoft Word or whatever, 
um, or getting one from Target. And every day we read our 20 minutes, my kids would color in that day or that block. And once they filled that up, then they would get something. We did it one summer where they got like a trip to Kings Island, which is an amusement park here close to Cincinnati. Um, after they finished that month, another time, maybe they're like working towards a toy or whatever it is, 20 minutes a day, make time for that. And here's what I will say too. Did we read 20 minutes a day every single day? No. I mean, we, that's the goal. And so there would be some days where we would read 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, boom. And I literally, I literally set a timer, you guys. Um, some days though, you know, if we're like, we're reading and we've got like three or four more pages left. I'm like, you know, we're snuggling on the couch or in our bed or something. And we're just like having a moment and it's good. I'm like, keep reading. Let's finish the book. And then I literally will write on this calendar. Like we read for 35 minutes. And so the next day when we only have time to read for five minutes, then I'll complete that day. Do you know what I mean? So it's like this average of 20 minutes every single day. That is gold. So absolutely try to put that in as much as possible. My favorite, favorite, now this is if you have younger kids, okay? My favorite book series, if you have a kid who is about six years old, is the uh, my first reading library from Usborne. What is it? Usborne Books? I think it's Usborne. Um, it is my favorite. It's called My First Reading Library from Usborne Books. It's about $75, $76. I think it's $90 after shipping and tax and the whole nine. Worth it. Worth it, worth it, worth it. The summer before you get your kids going to kindergarten, grab that book set. It's so, so amazing. Okay, so not the full year before kindergarten, like the summer before kindergarten when your kid's going to be around six years old, I guess, or six. Um, when they're, That's when I felt like it's really, really appropriate. But it's 50 books. And they build upon one each other, one another so nicely. And there's reading comprehension at the end. There's, oh, I mean, they're so amazing. They're like colorful. They've got great stories. There's great variety. Um, it's paired reading. So you read some of the book and he reads some of the book. So it's this like bonding time between you guys. And then gradually as you go through the books, it becomes less of you and more of them. And the books get longer, you know, and it starts out really short. Anyways, I could not like... I need to, I don't even know what, I need to put a link in my stuff for that because it's my absolute favorite book as a, again, special education teacher, a teacher in general, a reading specialist on top of that, and a mom of five, okay? So that is my number one recommendation. There is, I'll put all these links, you guys, in the show notes. There's another book series that I love for like the preschool year right before you go into kindergarten. Um, I just sent that to somebody, the link. I'll put the link in there. I don't even know what it is. It's a lot of repetition. Um, it's a lot of really, really good phonics stuff. And they're like a little book set. There's probably 50 books in there too. So I will link to all this crap in the show notes, but try to make sure the best you can um, to average that 20 minutes a day. Okay. Um, I think that is all I have for you guys. But the goal here, you guys being, I say you guys too much, I know, is that we're not rushing our kids out the door and sending them off with like craziness. And what are we saying to them? Oh my gosh, like you are being so slow, like let's go. Or you're saying stuff like, why do you never have your stuff where you put them? Why do you not this, right? And it's all this like really negative words over our kids before they're sent out into the world. 
And now listen, they do need to get their ish together. Like, come on, freaking put your folder in the thing, put your shoes back where they go. Like all of this stuff they need to learn. And that's part about them becoming more and more responsible human beings. However, that is not how anyone wants to be sent off into the world, getting on the bus feeling like, dang, mom just yelled at me all morning. You know what I mean? She thinks I can never put my stuff back. She thinks this, she thinks that. And kids just don't have that frontal cortex to like, you know, filter through that to be like, oh, she's just really overwhelmed. And I probably really should have put my stuff together. No, they're like, that's an identity thing. And so you have the power as a mother to like set the tone for your morning and for your children's morning. And so when we send them out like crazy people, you guys, it's not their fault. You know, it really isn't like they are. If you're like my kids, you know, they're four and five and seven, nine. I don't even know <laughs> too many. Okay, If you have that like younger elementary age down to toddler, like really you set the tone. Right. You remind them to put their folder in their bag and you watch them do it. Like it's it's one thing for us to have high expectations of our kids, which is great. But a lot of times we don't understand that it's actually not age appropriate for your four-year-old to go put his uh, folder in his bag when he's super hungry and wants to go to the pantry for a snack. So you might be like, hey, John, Johnny, (laughs) you know, like go put your folder in the bag and then we're going to get a snack. Okay. But the problem is he starts to go put it in there and then he hears like the crinkling of like popcorn or I don't know, whatever snack you're making him and he turns around and just throws it on the floor. Like their brains are wired like that is age appropriate just in general. And so I think a lot of times when we get really frustrated as moms is a whole nother episode is that we aren't realizing what is age appropriate. We are think we think that we are raising little adults and they are very much not. And so I realized that's what I was doing. I was having such high expectations for them to have their stuff clean and have their uh, or their room clean or, you know, put all their stuff in their backpack and do this and have their clothes set out and do all these things. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) this is a lot And so I started doing the things that I could do to support them and to have the mornings that we wanted to do. And they helped me like they'll put together, you know, outfits for themselves now, especially my nine year old. He can do that himself. My set, my six year old, he can do that himself. I don't necessarily have to do that. Um, You know, he can put his cleats back. (laughs) But the point being is that only us moms Like we have the tone or we have the responsibility and the ability to set the tone for our homes in the morning. And so that is such a huge, huge gift that we really need to make sure we are making the most of that time when we send our babies off. And so what that looks like for me is sometimes waking up like just even 20 minutes before my house so that I'm waking up for my family, not to my family, right? There's a difference between waking up and having like a warm cup of coffee and just like having a second than and then starting your day. That is different than being like shaken by your five-year-old and your three-year-old sitting on your head and <laughs> your other kids like calling, you know, to wipe his butt. Like that's, that's a whole different start of a morning that starts you off like on the wrong foot and like already stressed out. So Let's not do that. Let's understand the responsibility that we have as mothers and attempt, it's not every morning, attempt to do what we can to set them up for success so that we have the space and the time to gently remind them, hey, buddy, I told you to go put your shoes in there. Did you do that last night? No. Okay. I need you to go look for them. 
and you still have 30 minutes before you leave. So it isn't this like, oh my gosh, I told you to put your shoes here. You know, like last night, like, where are they? We're going to be late. We have to leave in 30 seconds. Like give your kids some grace and some, or some room to have some grace to be able to have like messed up or whatever. And it's not going to derail your morning when kids are being kids. And the other thing that we really do, and this is what I'll end with, is affirmations. So my kids will do affirmations before they get on the bus, before they get out of the door or out of my car to go to preschool. They will say, I don't know, three to five. And so typically we follow the fruit of the spirit. And so it will sound something like I am patient. I am kind. I am or I have self-control. Right. Um, Another one that we say is I include everybody. We say mistakes help me grow. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff. Very, very, very simple, but it just kind of starts their day off with these like really positive things. So on top of their mom mop not being a psychopath, <laughs> getting a warm protein filled breakfast, you know, not being late and rushing to the bus. No one likes to be late. And then also leaving with affirmations and a mother who is like smiling. <laughs> That is going to set the tone for their day so, so much better. And we have power over that. I remember we used to joke all the time. We still do with my mom. Um, Church, I think everybody has this experience where like (laughs) church mornings, everybody's screaming and like yelling. Everybody's late, you know, and everybody's like freaking out in the car. And then you get into church. You're like, okay, hi, (laughs) we're here. We about killed each other on the way here, but we're here. And I remember thinking like, why don't we all just wake up like, 20 minutes earlier. (laughs) Why are we on this same struggle bus week after week after week after week after week? Like just make the adjustment, you know? And so as much as we are exhausted as moms and as much as we just want to freaking sleep, especially when you're at a one month old, you know, like freaking up all night. Actually, she's a pretty good sleeper. But the point being is that we have the power to get up a little bit earlier. We have the power to help our kids, to support them, and to get them out the door on a positive note. So I encourage you in that this week. Um, I also encourage you that like it's not going to be like that every single morning, but if you can start to do small things that will help you achieve that in the mornings, it is so, so much better. I feel so much more calm, so much more at peace when I send my kids off like, you know, with a happy smile, full bellies, like nothing's, you know, I don't, there's not folders somewhere they don't have. They are supported. They feel good and they're ready to start their day. So, all right, guys. Well, I will put all the crap that I talked about today in the show notes about the reading and that kind of stuff and the bins and all of that. So I hope you guys all are having a great start to your school year, whether it be public school or homeschool or whatever it might be. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.